Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, dealing with vague feedback, part one. Here we go. Okay, it's not like this has ever happened to me before where somebody has given me vague feedback. Yeah. They're, they're not a manager tools manager and they give me something that they, they would probably say is feedback, but it's like I'm totally feedback. Yeah. Like, I'm sure. What, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, things like, um, you need to open up more or yeah, sometimes you're abrasive. <laughs> not, yeah. not like I've ever gotten that before or you need to be a leader, you know, and, Frankly, none of those are terribly useful, right? So, Mark, tell me, what can a manager or or any professional do for that right. matter? What can they do when they get that kind of guidance from their boss? Yeah, this is a manager tools cast because managers so often get vague feedback from directors and hire in the organization. But it certainly also applies to individual contributors as well. Um, we've got six recommendations. The first one is say thanks. We've got to get out of the mindset of being defensive. And so we say thanks, and then we express a desire to get better. In other words, you accept the negative feedback, the negative guidance, the vagueness, and try to turn it into a positive. Um, the third thing is to ask for specific examples. And that's really the heart of the cast. We want you guys to, when you're told something you don't really understand, ask for specific examples. And you'll discover that maybe what the, your manager said at first means something different once he or she gives you an example. Then we're also going to recommend you take a DISC profile because DISC does a very good job of talking about behaviors and wrapping it around some of the vague words that managers tend to use. We also recommend coming to the forums. Nothing wrong with coming to the forums in terms of getting other people's perspective, people with perhaps more experience than you. And then the thing that can really cement your manager's perceptions of you as somebody who's going to get better is to go back and ask for input in three to six months to show your manager that you've been working on it. Uh, that really sends a message. Hey, I'm a professional. You gave me some guidance and I've been working on it and I haven't forgotten. Good. Okay. So now the first thing you do, you're telling me I have to say thank you. Now my, my boss has just given me crap feedback. I've yeah. been a manager tools listener forever. So I know what feedback ought to sound like. And they give yeah. me this stuff. It, yeah. It's frustrating. It is. I get that. Uh, and I would feel frustrated too. And at the same time, there are a lot of managers who hear us talk about waiting to give negative feedback until they've learned the model and they get frustrated by it. And I say, well, you can go faster, but there's risk associated with that. And we found the path of least risk is waiting longer. By the same token, you can be upset, frustrated that your manager doesn't do what you want him to do. But the fact is, Folks, we've, we've talked about this a hundred times, if not a thousand times, that you don't have any leverage with your boss. It's easy to get frustrated, but that's not the smart play because your frustration is not going to lead to better results out of your manager in terms of him or her changing their behavior. And it's not going to increase your chances of improving your effectiveness in terms of changing your behavior. Right. And of course, when you express frustration about the, the feedback or the, the lack of precision in using some kind of model yeah, or talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. behavior, they're not going to see that frustration as that. They're going to see the fact is that you're unwilling to take any kind of guidance or negative yeah, feedback. Right? Yeah, or which, which, then, which absolutely then gets expanded into thin-skinned, not a professional, mm. um, arrogant, not willing to grow. I mean, any defensiveness particularly from a manager to a director or a VP or what have you, is going to be seen not as arguing about a specific instance. It's going to be seen as a character flaw. 
Oh, so that's not good. Yeah, it is. It's unfortunate, but it, but it's true. The, the manager is expected to handle negative feedback well, and when you get defensive because you know your manager's wrong, you're going to get in trouble. It won't come true right away in terms of trouble, like oh, he's gonna he's gonna jump down your throat that you're defensive. Rather, he or she's just going to file it away that you're not, in fact, open to feedback and. The managerial and executive lifestyle is one where you're going to get a lot of feedback. It actually won't be feedback in the manager drills model, but you'll get a lot of input about how you're doing, what's going well, and what's going poorly. You can't start your career, your managerial or executive career, sending a message that you're not open to hearing how things might be better. Yeah. Um, so the first thing you've got to do is resist that urge to be frustrated by the fact that what you're being told is weak or unstructured or vague or unclear or, quite frankly, incomprehensible. It goes beyond that, right? Because, frankly, if your manager doesn't know how to give effective feedback, and let's just assume that she doesn't in this case, would you rather have no guidance, no feedback at all when you're doing potentially something wrong or at least something that your boss who has power over you (laughs) thinks you're doing something wrong? I mean... It's it's better than nothing, that's for sure. If you express any frustration at all about the vagueness, well, I, you know, how how can I deal with that? And that's not helpful to me. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I I don't know what I did. I, you've got to help me. Um, your boss is going to read that as, as frustration, as annoyance, as thin skinnedness or arrogance around the guidance, the criticism, the feedback. And that's going to be perceived as a lack of professionalism. So we've got to focus on the fact that any feedback, any guidance is, as you say, better than nothing at all. Rather than bemoaning that the guidance isn't helpful or perfect, we focus on the fact that we've gotten something, literally just something. I mean, we're better off now than we were five minutes before, even though emotionally we may not feel that way. We're better off now because we've learned something that may in fact be of relevance to our career. So we find the narrowest loophole we can, even when the feedback is vague and you think it may in fact be inappropriate to you. Maybe the guy you confused with somebody else. Regardless, what you do is say thank you. You say thanks, I appreciate it, or appreciate the candor boss, thanks. Um, that's all you need to do to start the process of eliminating the sense of I'm going to judge your feedback based on whether or not it's helpful to me um, because there are millions of people who report to bosses all over the world who will never get one ounce of negative feedback. And if you're getting some negative feedback, even if it's poorly delivered, even if it's vague, even if you're not certain about it, that's still better than nothing at all. That's all you need to do is to start is just say thanks, right? Or I yeah. appreciate it or... Appreciate the candor. Thanks, boss. Something along those lines. Yeah. No, no, look, before we go on, let's remember something about the feedback that most managers actually give. Most managers uh, um, have no idea about effective feedback being about behavior. Okay. Frankly, most of them don't even know what behaviors are. And for those of you who don't know, it's words you say, how you say them, your facial expressions, your body language, and your work product. And work product is the quality and quantity, accuracy, timeliness, and your relationships at work. Okay, Most managers and professionals 
go through each day not even realizing that every conclusion they draw about another person, whether they share that conclusion with them or not, is based almost entirely on that person's behavior. We talk about this at the Effective Communications Conference. It's a big aha for a lot of people. We've all gotten so good at jumping, jumping to conclusions about people and making snap decisions, we tend to label someone's personality a certain way based on behaviors, which we don't even see anymore because we're so good at making snap judgments. And then, in addition to calling it their personality, then we begin to say, that's who they are. It's a label that sticks and sticks for good. But whether we like to admit it or not, we couldn't apply that label without having seen behaviors which we then labeled. Look, take for example somebody you meet for the first time. Probably in the first 10 seconds, you're going to draw a conclusion about how friendly or how outgoing they are. Okay, You'll be able to say fairly quickly, oh, he's outgoing, or she's friendly, or he's not. Okay, But when most of us are asked, what did they do or say to cause you to characterize them as outgoing or friendly or not, most of us will tend to say back, well, they're just friendly. I mean, it's just a vibe I got. Or, I don't know, they're just reserved. And what's happened there is most of us have developed rules of thumb that have become invisible to us um, for our interactions with other people. And that allows us to see the behaviors, quickly eliminate the behaviors, throw them away, but to label a set of behaviors and to draw a conclusion and then to label them with the conclusion rather than being able to pay attention to and recall when we want to the actual raw data that led us to that conclusion. And the raw data, of course, is their behaviors. And this is the reason why so many bosses give such lousy guidance and feedback. They're using the labels and not the behaviors. When they say you're not being a leader, it's because you're engaging in behaviors that they think are unleader-like or they believe leaders have one, two, three, four, five behaviors and they don't see any of those in you. When they say you're abrasive, it's because you engage in behaviors that cause them to say, I would feel abrasive if she did that to me. And we do it so quickly, it's such a heuristic, it's such a rule of thumb. People have forgotten what behaviors are actually seeing. In fact, that aha moment comes at the Effective Communications Conference when people suddenly are asked to count behaviors and they realize, oh my gosh, in a three-minute conversation, somebody can behave two or 300 times. And they say, wow, I've just gotten so good at reading all the tea leaves that somebody engages in in front of me, I can draw a conclusion and I can feel pretty confident about it. That's not to say the conclusion is wrong. But if we then communicate that back to the person, you're abrasive, you're annoying, you're irritating, um, you're rude to people, that's not helpful because they don't know what they did that caused you to say they were rude. They have to guess at it. Um, and, and so we want you to understand that rule of thumb that people have, the willingness to make snap decisions, because if you understand that, it's easier for you to stomach what your boss is doing when 
she gives you vague guidance, vague feedback. It makes sense to him or her, even if it's not helpful to you. Yeah, good point. And I just, I just feel like, gosh, I, if I have another career, Mike, one of the things I want to be able to do is teach people to fight through the labels, the heuristics that they have, put themselves in neutral for a couple of minutes, and learn how to pay attention to behaviors. And then when somebody says, hey, when a boss says, hey, I think you're annoying, they can say, because you do X, Y, and Z. Now, look, if my boss said to me, Mark, you're annoying because you do X, Y, and Z, that's easy. I'll just stop doing those Here things. You go. Yeah. But if he says I'm annoying, and I don't know what he, he saw or heard to draw that conclusion, I'm kind of stuck. Well, yeah, and, and if you get all annoyed about the fact that he called you annoying, right? You get annoyed, and it prevents you from having a further yep. conversation about, okay, help me understand what I'm doing that's causing you to be annoyed. You've lost the opportunity to learn something, yeah. to improve, right? And we all want to do that. The combination of your boss expressing displeasure with you and that creating career risk in conjunction with not knowing how to fix it, because I don't know what I did that annoyed that person, creates additional career risk. And so people get defensive. And when you're defensive, you're not learning. Yeah, good point. Okay, so, so what do you do? You said thanks. Is, is that it? Thanks and walk away? Yeah. What, what else can you do? No, you've got to express a desire to get better. Okay. After we say thanks, it's very effective to say something about our willingness to improve. Look, guys, the fact is most managers are wary about giving feedback because of the response, as we just alluded to, of the response they get from their directs. Most of us, upon being given some guidance which suggests we need to improve, react somewhat defensively. Uh, many of our first thoughts are justification for why we did whatever we did. The problem is, if you justify what you did in the past, that sends a message to your boss that you believe you were right, and therefore it will be harder for you to change your behavior. The smarter approach, though, is to recognize that A, nothing can be done about the past, no matter who you are, and B, regardless of how right we thought we were, clearly our boss disagrees. And C, what our boss wants is some sort of change in the future. And, and I think too many managers are so nervous we, we often say that the higher you get up at the flagpole, the more your butt's exposed. I've gotten a promotion now. I'm a manager. And now there's even greater risk in me making a mistake. And a greater risk implies that I should therefore be more defensive when a vague bit of feedback or guidance gets shot across my bow. And that's exactly the wrong thing. Because as a professional, as a manager, the assumption is, you're always open to feedback. And guys, defending why you did something is not perceived by your boss as being open to feedback. Yeah, and it, it doesn't change her opinion that you did something wrong. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, and, and, and I, I, I said this the other day to somebody at a lunch meeting, and they said, oh, I want to write that down. What I said was, um, defending why you did something doesn't change the outcome of it, if in fact it's negative. 
And that's why we have an entire podcast, and I encourage you guys to look, go look at it or listen to it, called There Is No Why in Feedback. If there was a why in feedback, why you did what you did, then everybody would be blameless. Because at every conference, Mike, you just saw this. We were at a conference together, and I said, how many of you have made a mistake in last month? Everybody raises their hand. Everybody does. Then I ask, how many of you intended to do so? You set out to make a mistake, you saw the mistake coming, and you did it anyway in order to reap the benefits of a mistake. Well, of course, everybody laughs, you know, like I'm crazy. And, And the point is, everybody always intends to do right. But sometimes things don't turn out right. So defending your rationale... Your boss knows that you intended to do things right, but if you're defending your rationale, you're seen as thin-skinned, as arrogant, and as defensive. So, we have to compound the message of thanks by saying, I really want to get better. I'm open to feedback, so much so, I'm willing to hear any kind of feedback if it helps me get better. So, most managers know their directs are going to be defensive, okay? Okay. Um, most of us, frankly, react defensively unless our manager has coached us and taught us a new way of behavior, usually the manager tool's way, okay? Most of us, our first thoughts are justification for why we did what we did. But again, that sends a closed message to the boss. The smarter approach is to recognize that nothing can be done, okay? And our boss wants us to change. So it might sound like this. Always good to hear about improvements I can make. Or, I'm always glad for guidance and suggestions. Or, good to know. Something to work on. Thanks, boss. And folks, notice there's no snarky tone there. You can say, <laughs> you can say it snarkily. And that's that snarkily. Is there such a word? But I think you just made up a new word. Uh, I made a new word. Yeah, don't say it snarkily, folks. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah, and, and frankly, it sounds simple. And it is if you really believe the words you're saying. But listen to those words again, guys. Of course you ought to believe it. Think about what we said. Always good to hear about improvements I can make. When is it ever not good to hear about improvements? Right? Another one. I'm always glad for guidance and suggestions. When are you ever not glad to get guidance? I got to tell you guys, if you're coming up with a list of when you're not glad to get guidance, you're a nut. Okay. <laughs> okay. The next one, good to know, something to work on. When is it ever not good to know about a weakness that you were unaware of? The point is, anybody could use those phrases we just put out there because they're always true for everybody. And again, if, if you think they're not true for you, You're in for a lot of learning at some point in your career, and probably that learning will be consequences that you don't want. Well, I tell people all the time, I tell managers, we talk about role power and relationship power. You've seen this happen, Mike. And and people say role power is the most important because, because you can compel people to do things. And I said, you know, guys, you really can't compel people to do things. You can't compel your directs to do anything. You can, however, make clear that there are consequences for them not doing it. And they will then choose to engage in that behavior to avoid the consequences that the organization allows you to visit upon them. But the, the fact is, is that all of these statements we've made are true for everybody. I'll say them again. 
always good to hear about improvements I can make. Or, I'm always glad for guidance and suggestions. I'm always open to that. Or, good to know, something to work on. It's that easy, okay? If you start by saying thanks, and then you make a statement, a generic statement, which is always true for anybody, any reasonably intelligent professional, that is, saying, I'm open to new ideas, I'm open to new thoughts, I'm always willing to learn and to grow. God, if you again, if you can't say that, you're a nut job and you ought not to be in management, that's for sure. <laughs> but I, then, folks, folks, don't, don't send emails to me. I keep telling them, oh, don't yeah. call our listeners nuts. <laughs> but yeah, nuts you, you, yeah. Into it anyways. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I actually got nut job from, um, from Sipowitz on NYPD Blue. Oh, that was a great show. Yeah, but, but look, part of the reason we're saying thanks and then we're expressing some openness to new behaviors is to give us a little bit of distance from the sting of being called out or being told that we didn't do something well. In other words, if you memorize thanks, I'm always open to that, or thanks, always good to hear guidance, use the same phrase every time, guys, and it buys you five seconds to let the heat die down right behind your eyes before your laser beams shoot yeah. out of your eyes and kill your boss. Good point, yeah. Increase the time between the, uh, yeah, the action exactly. and the reaction Absolutely. and your negative reaction. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, I've told people before at conferences that when I start getting angry, I put my hands in my pockets and I start playing Margaritaville in my head. And look, there's, I've said this, I said this to an HR person earlier this week out in uh, San Francisco. I said, HR has it wrong. When they say there's no place for anger in the workplace, they're wrong. Because I know virtually everybody gets angry at work virtually every day. The point is, there's no appropriate place to express anger in the workplace. Now, when your boss is just giving you vague feedback that you can't imagine where he or she got it from, don't pop off. Say thanks. Find the kernel of truth. Express a general truism that you're open to all of that kind of information anytime your boss cares to give it. Remember, guys, you may choose to, to, to cogitate on it and discover that guy's a nut job himself. I didn't do that. That doesn't apply to me. He's got some other person in mind. I don't think that happens all that often. But at least you're backing yourself up from the moment of conflict and you memorize a couple of phrases to get you away from it and then you can actually have a discussion about what your boss is talking about. You know, Mike, every time I think about distancing oneself from feedback, I'm always reminded of the guidance we gave in one of my favorite podcasts we ever did called The Hot Wash, which comes from our military experience, the After Action Review, where key people in a particular event or activity or mission or whatever would get together and would talk about what went well, and what you need to take a look at in terms of things that didn't go well. And we used to do those at all of our conferences when our conferences were two days long. And we'd stand up at the end of the day, we'd split a piece of flip chart vertically in half. We'd write WWW for what went well on the left side and TALA for take a look at on the right side. And we would stand up in front of the group and we would say, tell us what went well today. Tell us what we need to take a look at and how we can be better. 
It's a very powerful professional statement to stand in front of a group and ask for feedback, to say, I'm open to feedback. I respect your input. You were involved in this process just like I was, and I'm willing to listen. And I have found over and over again that one of the real points that cements a highly professional, highly respected presenter is somebody who will stand in front of a group and write down courageously and cheerfully the negative points, the things they need to take a look at. For instance, people write down, great presenter, lot of energy, and then uh, somebody says, we were 10 minutes late for one of the breaks. And when you say, you're absolutely right, let me write that down, we're 10 minutes late for breaks. The fact that you can stand in front of people and admit that you want to get better, because if you're going to stand up in front of them and say, what went well and what are we going to take a look at, either it's kabuki theater and we're faking it, or... I intend to hear real comments about things we need to do better next time, and I'm willing to hear them and acknowledge them and write them down in front of everybody. It's a bit like, hey, if the, emperor's gonna, if the emperor has no clothes, the first person who's going to say something about it is the emperor. And yeah. I've always loved that. I tell managers and executives I coach all the time, if you think somebody's about to give you feedback, say thanks. Gosh darn it, say thanks. And say, I really appreciate when people suggest things that can make me be better. You can still blow it off. But by saying thanks, by, by acknowledging the input, by respecting the input, and by making the statement that you're going to always try to do better, you give yourself enough of a buffer that you're calmed down enough that then you can actually reply. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Hey, if you have questions about this topic or any of a million others, come to the discussion forums. You'll find lots of great managers there just willing to, to sit down and give you some advice. Check it out, www.manager-tools.com forward slash forums. We'll see you there.